0: Chapter 13 He waited until the door was closed, before he found something to punch. Pillows were good, even if they didn't give him the satisfaction of making contact with something hard and unyielding, they also didn't give him broken bones. Plus, he never had to redrywall a pillow, or explain to Nick why there was a new hole in the breakroom wall. But just as he lined up a downfilled victim, he paused lowered his fist, and sat down instead. Control. Always control. He breathed in deeply, willing himself to find some measure of inner calm. It wasn't her fault. None of this was her fault. She was trying to help him, and she was probably the only person on Earth who could. There was no point in trying to hide any of his liabilities from her. She knew his body better than he did, but he hated how weak he was. He despised the idea that she equated him with an 80-year-old man for any reason. As much as he admired her skill and intelligence, it completely sucked that the woman that he was infatuated with also happened to be his doctor, and that he happened to be such a fucked-up mess who needed a doctor in the first place. He sat on the bed, breathing in and out, feeling the anger dissolve. He was glad to feel it go, glad that the Hulk went back to wherever the hell he went when he turned into David Banner again. But as always, another emotion was ready to take its place. Guilt. Abject, rotten, gut-wrenching fucking guilt. Even now, he could hardly believe the words that had come out of his mouth. Get her rocks off? Christ, could he have been more of an asshole? She had engineered this whole trip just to help him, just to explore this attraction that they had to each other, just to give him some peace. And his response? You weren't the first woman who's wanted to fuck me, you know. Jesus. No wonder she'd gotten angry at him. He had never made her angry before. He didn't think he'd ever heard her say, fuck, not even once. It sounded strange coming from her lips, and he felt like a shit for having pissed her off enough to say it. God, he hated that glittering look in her eyes, like she was trying so hard not to cry. He was good at making her want to cry. He could fire off insults and hurtful remarks with deadly accuracy, even though he didn't mean any of them and wished he could take them back the minute they left his mouth. Just watching her bottom lip tremble, just that little bit, always made him feel like he'd been kicked in the balls, and deservedly so. Christ, he could be a prick. He had to apologize. He had to let her know how full of shit he was, how he often found himself saying things that he didn't mean, without any understanding of why he was even saying them. He had to fix this. So, after a few moments, after a few more deep breaths, he steadied himself in the mirror, defying the grim-eyed man staring back at him. He worked at softening his expression. And then went back downstairs. She was sitting on the floor in front of the fire, carefully laying on more logs. And she turned as she heard him come down. She smiled, that smile that gutted him, that smile that drained the last of his will. How could she smile at him like that? Like nothing was wrong? Like he wasn't the world's biggest prick? How could she sit there and give him that adorable little grin? Like she was actually happy to see him. And God, she was adorable. Those glasses, the way she looked at him over the top of them, the way they perched on the end of her cute little nose until she pushed them up, and that ponytail with those long, shining waves that fell over one shoulder. He'd never seen her hair so wavy and loose, so artlessly beautiful. It was all he could do to keep his hands off it. He came forward with as much sheepishness as he could muster, and sat on the couch. I'm sorry, he said, sitting forward and resting his elbows on his knees. I'm... I'm really sorry. I get... overwhelmed sometimes. She braced herself on one arm and leaned to the side, her legs stretching out like she was an artist's model. She was so unaware of her beauty, he realized. There was no artifice in her, no knowledge of the hundred tiny ways she had of inflaming him, of making his heart thunder in his chest. She just sat there, casually, looking at him with a guileless expression, completely oblivious to how gorgeous her skin looked in the warm morning light, how the sunlight made the highlights in her hair glint, how her eyes shone. He wanted to look away from her, but he couldn't i understand she said without any hint of anger or sore feelings she took off her glasses and set them down on the rug behind her she lowered her head a little to find his eyes i know it's tough to deal with all this stuff and i'm sorry too i don't usually lose my temper i'm a bad influence on you he smiled thinly By the time we leave, you'll be ready to machine-gun the place. Oh, I don't think so, she said, smiling that devastating smile again. I'm pretty used to you by now. I really am sorry, he heard himself rushing to say, sounding like an idiot, all but basking in her forgiveness. I didn't mean what, what I said. I know, she shrugged. It's okay. It's just, he said, feeling his jaw tighten. Christ, why couldn't he just shut the hell up? It's just... um. She waited, then coaxed him. Just what? He couldn't answer. All of a sudden, he could barely speak. She had risen up and was knee-walking towards him, casually, tossing her ponytail over her shoulder. She stopped and sat back on her heels in front of him. Her lilac scent wafted around him, and he could almost feel the warmth radiating from her. He had to force himself not to touch her, not to reach out and caress the soft, luminous skin of her face, her neck, the little patch of skin near her collarbone that peeked out from the edge of her sleep shirt. "'I know you're not used to letting your guard down,' she said gently, her hand coming to rest on his knee. His cock surged at her touch, Hard as usual, but he didn't move. So what if she could see how turned on he was? He had just told her, frankly, that he was always hard for her, that he always wanted her. Always. I just... He hesitated, moistening his dry lips. He tore his eyes away from her, struggling to find the right words. Finally, he ground out. I I hate that you know all my... Weaknesses. She didn't answer for a moment, but began gently caressing his thigh, her hands light and delicate as she soothed him. When he finally looked up, her eyes were soft and round, not with pity, with love. It stabbed into him, seeing her feelings for him shine so clearly from her eyes. It made that long dead thing in his chest stir to life again. And made his cock throb with a sweet, heavy pain. You are anything but weak, she said, tilting her head to watch the slow circles her fingers were tracing on his thigh. You are the strongest, bravest, toughest man I've ever known. He should have brushed her off, scoffed or protested, but God, he loved hearing her say it, even if it wasn't true. What you went through, what you still go through, would have killed any other man. I'm convinced of it, she said, her left hand moving along his other thigh now. So you get a pass on losing your temper once in a while, too. His cock was on fire, straining painfully against his jeans. He reached out to stop her from touching him, but his hand began caressing her arm instead, trailing lightly up the silky skin to her elbow. And back again, she felt so good. Every part of her, every inch of her perfect skin felt like soft, warm silk beneath his fingers. He couldn't stop touching her. He didn't think he'd ever be able to stop touching her. She glanced down at his hand with a slow, sexy smile, but then her brow knitted into a slight frown. She took his wrist in her hand and turned it over so that it lay palm up on his leg. She ran two fingers delicately over the small tattoo nestled in the middle of the underside of his wrist. The small, dark gold bell faded now, intersected by lines that time had spidered across his skin. I've always wondered about this, she murmured her fingers tracing over it as though she'd long wanted to touch it and was enjoying the sensation now that she could. She glanced up at him. What does it mean? He looked down at it, then back up at her cautiously. Nothing, really. She tilted her head and gave him that look, that wry, bemused look that always let him know she wasn't buying whatever it was he was trying to sell. He was powerless against that look, powerless against her. He watched as she continued to run her fingers over the tattoo, feeling ticklish, whispery sensations that made him shiver. His fingers curled against the underside of her forearm, caressing her as she was caressing him, reveling in how impossibly soft and smooth and feminine she was. He was sure no other woman had ever felt so good so purely, wonderfully good. You don't have to tell me if it's too personal, she said, looking down at where her fingers were gently circling. I was just curious. It's from a training course I did once, back when I was a ranger, he said absently, becoming mesmerized by the movements of her fingers. We were part of a special exchange program with the Navy. We did their training, they did ours. Just an exercise to see if we could measure up to each other, I think. She frowned and glanced up at him. Navy? You don't, you don't mean SEALs, do you? He nodded. Her hand froze and she stared at him. You did Navy SEAL training? The BUDS program? He nodded again. He wished she'd start moving her fingers again. In fact, he wished she'd start letting them drift higher, up his arm, across his chest, down his... So you're a ranger and a seal? she asked, incredulous. He shrugged. You could look at it that way, I guess. Holy shit! He smiled. That's what it was, all right. Holy fucking shit. I've heard that's the toughest special forces training there is, she said the awe and admiration in her tone, delighting him in spite of himself. He used to hate it when people praised him for having gone through the BUDS program, since everyone in the world seemed to think SEALs were king shit. Ranger training was no walk in the park, either. He'd always wanted to point that out. None of the Special Forces programs were easy, but somehow the fact that his SEAL training had impressed her made him flush with pride. It's pretty tough, he agreed resisting the urge to elaborate. She glanced down at his wrist again, and his skin came alive when her fingers began to caress him once more, circling slowly over the little bell. So, what's the bell for? He thought for a moment, trying to articulate it without sounding like a sap. Well, they they put you through what they call hell-weak, really grueling shit. Exhausting physical and mental stress, no sleep, bad food, constant abuse. Sounds like medical school, she smiled. He smiled, too. He always smiled when she did. Just watching those perfect pink lips drift upwards made his own lips part and broaden into a smile. It made his cock swell, too. Almost everything she did made his cock swell. But when she smiled, God, it arrowed straight through him hardening him so much it almost hurt. Go on, she encouraged. And her fingers did begin swirling higher up his arm, making his skin tingle, making his fingers twitch a little, the feathery sensation. Well, whenever they put you through the paces, whatever exercise or situation or... He paused and smiled again. Okay, torture, they put you through. There's always this bell nearby. Big gold... Clanging bell, and when you just can't take it anymore, and you wash out like about three quarters of every class does, you just go ring the bell. You just ring out. Her brows knit again, and he could tell this sounded familiar to her. It was vaguely familiar to everyone nowadays, he thought. Not with so many movies and books being written about the seals, but she listened intently, patiently, waiting for him to go on. So if you ring the bell, they take you inside and dry you off and warm you up. They give you coffee and a donut, of all things, he said. And then it's over for you. You're out. No second chances, no no respite, no option to get back in there and finish it. You're just out. She waited for a moment and then let her fingers drift up to the sensitive inner bend of his elbow. He nearly shied away from the pure, ticklish delight of it, but didn't dare. She might stop touching him altogether if he did. I'm guessing you never rang that bell, she finally said. No, but trust me, there were times I wanted to. There were moments when I wanted nothing more than to just stagger over there and wring the shit out of it. Other guys did, though. Most of them, he nodded. Even two guys from my ranger squad, which they took heavy shit for when we got back, considering that only one of the seals washed out of our program. "'So is it a badge of honor thing?' she asked, looking down at the tattoo again. "'A reminder that you made it through?' "'No,' he admitted. "'He'd never told anyone this story before, mostly because no one had ever asked. "'He felt a sudden, strange spasm of uneasiness, but she was looking at him so intently.' with such an open, accepting expression on her pretty face that he found himself unable to make up something trite. Some of the guys who made it through with me told me that the bell kept them going. As long as they knew they could ring the bell and end all the shit, they could stick it out. She tilted her head and assessed him, as if she could see right through him. That doesn't sound like you. Because it wasn't, and she knew it. She knew him. Desire and longing and something even stronger, something even more compelling, surged within him at her words. No one knew him because no one cared to, but she understood him. Even when it came to something like the motivation it had taken to get through Hell Week. It was humbling and exhilarating at the same time to be so understood, especially by someone like her. Someone whose soft hands and warm, sweet scent, whose gentle gaze and heart-stopping smile were shredding the last threads of his control. No, I never thought of it that way, he said tightly. That bell was never any comfort to me. It was never an option. I think I would have died rather than ring that bell. She ran her finger lightly over the tattoo again. So is that what it's for? To remind you that There are things you'll never do. He shook his head slowly, catching her eyes and holding them with his own. It's more like a reminder that the temptation to give in will always be there, taunting you, tempting you, when you're suffering the most. And it might not even seem like a surrender. It might seem like nothing more than dry clothes and a donut. But you can't go in. You can't ring that bell. Ever. She brought his wrist up to her mouth and placed a gentle kiss against his tattoo. Her lips were so soft, so unbelievably luscious and soft. The moist warmth of them against his skin made his heart begin to race. You're the strongest man I've ever known, she said quietly. I don't think you're even capable of surrender. Oh, I don't know about that, he said. Before he could stop himself, he reached up and cupped her face, gently stroking her cheek with his thumb. There are all kinds of temptations, all kinds of ways to surrender. She smiled, understanding making her eyes sparkle with impish delight. Are you calling me a donut? He licked his lips with sprinkles. She laughed gently without a trace of the triumph she could have shown. Instead, she rose to her knees and then stood. His eyes followed her up, not wanting to leave the haven of her smile, and then widened as she climbed onto the sofa and straddled him. The pressure of her small, soft body against his aching cock The pleasant weight of her settling on him made him groan and close his eyes. She felt so goddamn good. She fit him perfectly, her smooth, soft legs on either side of him, within easy reach of his desperate hands. He felt her draw closer to him, and kiss first one closed eyelid and then the other. Such light, delicate kisses, which shouldn't have sent flames licking through him, but did anyway. When he opened his eyes, she was smiling down at him, and he thought he might die right there. This beautiful, sensual, wonderful woman was smiling at him, loving him, in spite of the million reasons why she shouldn't. She leaned in slowly and pressed her lips against his, but he shied away. Please don't, he said hating the plea in his voice. He couldn't let her kiss him. If he let her kiss him, he'd kiss her back, and he'd probably never stop. He'd kiss her for hours, lay her back on the couch and kiss every inch of her, slowly and sensuously, and then he'd make love to her the same way. And if he did that, he'd be lost. Still no kissing? She asked, her eyes dancing. Yes. No, he managed. She pressed her lips against his neck and nuzzled him. When she spoke, her voice was low and seductive, her words sending a shockwave of pleasure tearing through him. Is there anything else of yours I can put my lips on? Before he could sputter out an answer, she slid to the floor in front of him, parting his legs and settling between them. He watched helplessly as she unzipped his jeans, pulled down his briefs, and curled her fingers around his aching cock. He should stop her, he thought wildly. He shouldn't let her— Oh, God! he bit out as she took the head of his cock into her mouth. So velvet and warm, so soft and hot and luscious. Stinging pleasure streaked through him as slowly, deliberately, she began to glide down the length of him, searing every— inch of him as she went. She licked her way back up to the head and swirled her tongue over it, dipping into the slit to taste him, to claim him, to send pleasure rocketing through him. God, how many times had he fantasized about this very moment, how many times had he imagined her on her knees, sucking him like this. Yet his fantasies had been nowhere near as mind-blowing as the reality of her. They had paled, compared to the intense, electrifying heat that scorched his nerves as she lowered herself and took more of him, sliding her sweet, wet mouth along his entire shaft. Pleasure rocketed through him, and he arched back, the sensation so intense he almost had to pull out of her mouth. But he rode the waves, blood thundering through his veins, his cock throbbing with exquisite pleasure. She sucked him deeply, sensuously, stretching her lips around him and hollowing her cheeks as she wrung more pleasure out of him than he'd ever felt in his life. When she came back up, she released him and smiled. She was enjoying this. She was enjoying him. Her smile made his cock surge and buck, and she chased it with her tongue and laughed, consuming it again with her delicious warmth. God, Alexandra. He moaned, his voice tight with ecstasy. He slid his hand into her hair, caressed her, gripped the back of her neck as she licked and sucked, her eyes hidden beneath lowered lashes. Jesus, baby, he breathed as she gradually increased her pace and then curled her hand around the base of his cock and started stroking. Pleasure roared through him, crashed over him, made him throw his head back against the sofa in exquisite agony. But he couldn't look away for long. The sight of her taking him in her mouth was so erotically charged, so potent, he just had to watch. Had to watch as her fingers stroked his balls, as her sweet little tongue flicked quickly and lightly over his tortured head, before she sank down and sucked him again, his shaft disappearing into her hot little mouth. He gently guided her head with his hand, grasping her hair, overwhelmed with the desire to hold her there, and thrust himself into her mouth. His other hand sank into her hair and he gripped her, the sheer eroticism of holding her still as his cock rose up to meet her mouth, so intense he almost felt faint. He began to drive himself into her mouth, slowly, easily, and she smiled around him, sucking harder as he stroked into her faster, deeper, his shaft slick and wet as he thrust up into her. He was going to come, God damn it! he was going to explode in her mouth. He hadn't lasted two minutes with her either time last night. He sure as hell wasn't going to spill after 30 seconds of this. But Jesus, the pleasure was so intense. Her wise, beautiful eyes smiling at him as he surged into her sweet, wet mouth. Oh, he was going to come. He was going to come hard and fast unless he stopped her right now. Stop, please, he managed urgently, hardly even recognizing his own voice. Alexandra. She paused, and drew away from him, and then licked her lips. She grinned at him, her hand still curled around his cock, which felt like it just might combust. Then a small pearl of pure pleasure surged into the slit of his cock, and to his utter disbelief, she leaned forward and delicately lapped it up with the tip of her tongue. He nearly came, right then, from the electric shock of surreal pleasure that slammed into him as she tasted him, as she licked his essence off the straining head, and smiled. His cock throbbed and he squeezed his eyes shut. Christ, he had to have her. Now, come here, baby, he said on a throaty groan, guiding her up off her knees and back onto his lap. She climbed up onto him and, without a word, lifted her sleep shirt over her head. The sight of her bare breasts sent another wave of primitive need surging through him. He groaned and gazed at her hungrily, at the soft, plump curve of her beautiful breasts, and the delicate pink nipples that had pebbled into points. His hands reached for her and he rounded them, caressed them, let himself feel their shape and weight. They felt so much better than he could have ever imagined. His large hands covered them completely, owned them, adored them. She was so beautiful, so sweetly feminine, every male part of him came to life at the mere sight of her. She rose up so that he could position himself beneath her, and then she lowered herself, slowly, achingly until he could feel his cock pressing urgently against her opening. She was hot and wet, and another thrill went through him as he realized that sucking his cock had excited her. She teased him, inching his cock into her so achingly slowly, until she pressed down further and her body gave way, allowing him to slide inside her slick, tight sheath. She took all of him settling down against his hips with a slight gasp as her body adjusted to his size. The torturous pleasure of being so deep within her, of feeling her inner muscles clenching so tightly around him, made him shudder with something that he wasn't sure wasn't an orgasm. He had to hold back, he warned himself. He had to make this exquisite torture last, even if only for her sake. He'd been so quick last night, he needed to last long enough— for her to take her pleasure from him at the very least. She rose up slowly and then lowered herself again, bracing her hands against his shoulders as he gripped her hips. He helped guide her down, but he knew it was only a token effort. She was controlling the pace, rising and sinking, gripping and clenching, withdrawing almost completely before taking all of him into her again. Jesus, he whispered. pleasure, shooting down to his toes, making them curl into the rug. His leg muscles were bunched and tight, his abs strained, his arms held her firmly as he fought against his release, begged his maker to help him find the strength to last just a little longer. Then she tilted her hips, arching her back slightly as she leaned closer to him and began to circle her hips in a slow, rhythmic motion. She rocked back and forth, riding him, then circling again. She closed her eyes and moaned, and he knew she was pleasuring herself, using his cock to find new depths of pleasure within her body. He loved it, he fucking loved it. His body loved it too, his cock surging within her with every gyration, every rocking motion. He gripped her rear to help her ride him, and she let her head fall against his shoulder as she cried out in small gasps of pleasure. Then she sat up straight, and her lush, creamy breasts filled his vision again. He dipped his head to take one tight nipple into his mouth, and she jerked from the pleasure, crying out his name on an aching gasp. He moved his lips away quickly. He couldn't stand it. He couldn't taste her, not while she was riding him like this. He would detonate. He would grip her hips and slam into her, pump his release into her, and she would be denied hers. He lifted his head and squeezed his eyes shut not trusting himself to even look at her. His hands found her ribs and his fingers grazed lightly over an upraised area of skin. His eyes opened and he looked at the small scar, so much smaller than he would have guessed, that marred her skin just below her left breast, the place where the bullet had torn into her. His heart lurched at the sight of it, at the memory of how close he had come to losing her. Yes, he had said it over and over, holding her in his arms, just like he was holding her right now, just like he wanted to say it to her over and over again, right now. Her eyes watched him, and he saw uncertainty shadow them. His chest tightened at the awareness of her fear, her insecurity. He never wanted to see anything even resembling fear or insecurity in her eyes. I know it's ugly, she whispered, covering his hand with her own as he ran his fingers over the damaged skin. "'Alexander, nothing about you is ugly,' he said, leaning forward to kiss the area. He let his lips linger on her skin before he straightened up again and locked his gaze with hers. That look of ecstasy had returned to her eyes, that dreamy look of sexual pleasure that drove him wild. He took her breast into his mouth and suckled, splaying his hand along her back to support her as she arched back in feline pleasure beneath his tongue. The sight of her arcing away from him, her breasts high and full and curving towards him, was more than he could bear. He held her hip with his other hand and braced her knee, tucked alongside his thigh, with his arm to support her better, as she arched all the way back, her nipple slipping from his lips. Then he began to thrust, hard and fast, unleashing all of his pent-up need. He drove into her furiously, every muscle in his body straining to hold her in that strange but incredibly erotic position, mesmerized by the way her breasts moved with his every thrust. Christ, she was incredible. She was so gorgeously, erotically limber and sensual, her breasts moving fluidly, seductively, in pace with his own strokes, her arms gripping his, her head thrown back in ecstasy. His fantasies didn't even come close to the realness of her. She was a goddess in his arms, her soft, sweet body welcoming him, taking pleasure from him, giving him more pleasure than he thought a man could bear. When he felt himself about to come, he fell back against the couch, bringing her forward with him. She fell against him, her ponytail swishing against his face, and filling his senses with that sweet, lilac scent. She was collapsed against him, holding still as he thrust up into her, his powerful muscles driving his cock up into her over and over again. She moaned and whimpered, her breath coming in fast, jagged bursts as she gripped his shoulders. He plunged into her faster and harder, driving deeper, his breathless, mounting moans of pleasure mixing with hers. He felt her tighten, felt her inner muscles spasm around him as her cries began to escalate. Her voice, etched with pleasure, tight with the need for release, sang to him as she panted and clung to him. He could barely hang on. His cock was on fire and surged inside her with relentless need until she arched up and let out a cry so beautiful, so exquisitely feminine, so high and tight and achingly sweet that he detonated with an explosion of pleasure so intense it stole his very soul. He buried his face against her neck, lost in her sweet-smelling hair, and cried out hoarsely as he jetted into her, driving his release deeper, deeper, as though wanting to fill her completely. He came and came and came, felt like he would never stop coming, his cock thrusting up into her even as it spasmed and bucked, even as he felt as if his insides were pouring out of him. It finally stopped. He was slammed with a punch of pleasure so fierce it made him curl forward, gripping her around the waist so as not to drop her, and let free one last cry against her neck as he shuddered and shook and nearly died. Alexandra, he gasped, struggling to find his breath as she clung to him. Her chest heaved against his as she nuzzled against his neck, murmuring insensible words and small, breathy moans. Jesus, Alexandra, I love you. The words he couldn't speak assailed his closed lips, struggled to break free, but he held them back, repeating them to himself instead. God, how I love you. Eric, she cooed against him, pressing her lips to his heated skin, as if she'd somehow heard his silent words. He'd thought he couldn't experience even one more sensation. He thought his nerves were saturated, numb with pleasure, but the feel of her soft lips against his neck sent a shiver rippling through him that he felt down to his groin. It made his stomach tighten, made him shudder against her as he pressed his lips to her neck in the same way, and felt the same little shiver of sensation ripple through her too. They were exquisitely sensitive to each other in this hazy afterglow, the slightest touch sending pleasure skittering through them both. When she finally sat up, her face was dreamy, the way she'd first appeared in the kitchen that morning, deliciously disheveled, looking utterly well-loved and completely sated, like she was sunshine and warmth, like she was comfort and serenity and love incarnate, like she was his. His chest constricted, and his breathing all but stopped as he gazed up at her. His. This beautiful, incredible woman, was his, because she wanted to be. Because he wanted her to be. And because long ago, without his even knowing when or how, he had become totally, utterly, hers